Hello sa lahat. Ako si Pierre Nada. Welcome to another episode of Campaign Convos. Ang topic natin today, all about bangayan ng mga kandidato. But before that, let us introduce ourselves, yung mga hosts ng Campaign Convos. Again, Pierre Nada covering the Isko Moreno Willy Ong campaign. Hi, I'm Bea. I cover Sana Duterte and Uniteam. Hi, I'm Jairo Bolieto. I cover Calio de Guzman and his running mate, Walden Bellio. Hello everyone, I'm Ai Ray and I cover Team Pacquiao Agenza. Hello everyone, I'm Lian Bon and I cover Uniteam Standard Bearer Bongbong Marcos. Okay, so topic natin, bangayan ng mga candidates. Alam natin na medyo gitna na ng campaign season at ito na yung nangyayaring sagutan ng mga candidates. It can be helped. It always happens during an election period where, you know, like one candidate says something, tapos may criticism, tapos yan na, chaos na. And sometimes as voters, medyo confused tayo. Parang, paano nga ba nagsimula yung, yung issue na to? Or bakit ito yung pinag-uusapan? Bakit biglang Wharton Watson na yung pinag- or Watson na yung pinag-uusapan natin? So, siguro to start it off, no, parang it's something we've also been hearing the past few days. But baka better if we can start by defining terms. Like, alam natin na pag may nag-criticize na kandidato at sumagot yung isa, meron din namang concept of negative campaigning which uh, is also distinct from yun, yung mga bangayan or issues na ganyan. So, sige, define mo Kunin natin yung negative campaigning. Ano nga ba ito at ano bang ibig sabihin nito in the context of a campaign period? Bay has an answer to that. <laughs> no, yung sa akin, I think, parang to me, when you see negative campaigning, it's a deliberate strategy. Pwede siyang out of the blue, as in talagang ibibring up lang ng kandidato. Pwede rin ibring up ng team niya or spokespersons niya or surrogates niya kung ayaw ng team siguro na diretso, no? Or pwede rin na, and the manifestation of this is like a literal press con, for example. Or pwede rin yung tipong out of the blue mag a ka sa isang speech siguro. Bring up uh, one of your rivals and you hit one of your rivals. To me, that's negative campaigning. Although I feel like for some voters, it doesn't matter kung strategy siya, deliberate siya, or parang kunwari nagkataon lang na kunwari may ambush interview, tinanong ng media, ang isang candidate specifically about another candidate or something like that, and then the other candidate answers back. And in effect, parang na-criticize yung kapwa-kandidato. So to me, that's not negative campaigning, but I'm sure like for for voters that might register differently. I don't know, what do you think, guys? Yung example dito, yung naalala ko sa campaign, when Lenny Robredo was asked, bakit ka tumakbo? Anong reason kung bakit finally last minute tumakbo ka? Sabi niya, kasi Isko Moreno, one of the candidates na pinipili for the Unity Talks, expressed admiration for Ferdinand Marcos. And yun daw yung reason kung bakit nag-decide siya na, I can't support this candidate, I just need to run on my own na lang. So, syempre, yung headline ng mga tao, di ba? Parang Isko Moreno's pro-Marcos remarks, etc. Parang reason for Lenny to run for president. So, medyo na, and syempre, tinanong na si Isko about that after that. And yun na, nagka-hashtag withdraw Isko. So, in a way, like, yung instance na yun, di ba? Parang hindi, you can't say na super plan siya ni VP Lenny to say it in that way or to like, to package Isko Moreno that way. But kasi, uh, tinanong siya sa isang ambush interview, she answered honestly or she answered at least, you know, like, she had an answer to that question and that answer was kind of reflected negatively on Isko Moreno. May mga ibang instance ba kayo guys na napansin or nakita sa campaign period where sa ambush interview, tinanong yung question tapos naging big issue na siya dahil doon. Ako, just to go back to the original question, when we discuss what negative campaigns, I think yung mga ganyang nuance, like if it was voluntarily said in a press con or if it was just a slip of the tongue in an ambush, I think that's just apparent to us in the media and to the campaign team's monitoring. I think to voters, a negative campaign is a negative campaign. And that's why I think Bongbong Marcos tries so hard to be magnanimous all the time kasi ayaw niyang mapilit siya 
kaya rin nila ayaw magpa-interview is ayaw niyang mapilit siya or maput sila into a corner where they have to say something negative about a person because that would shatter their whole feel-good campaign. So, para sa akin, to the voters ha, para sa akin sa mga butante, hindi na nila distinguish which is which. Basta ang negative campaigning sa kanila ay pag may sinabi ka or may nasabi kang negatibo about another candidate. But halfway the campaign, I don't think that the Bongbong Marcos campaign has 100% upheld their no negative campaigning strategy. Nakakapagbitaw na rin sila ng mga bira or something to answer or something that they want to say against a certain candidate. Ako next, no? Siguro yung case Senator Pacquiao lang, balik ko lang doon sa question ni Pia na, na parang tinanong siya ng media. So, ganun yung case Senator Pacquiao. Sa speeches, hindi naman siya totally nag-negative campaigning. Actually, if you talk to Senator Pacquiao, siya yung tipo ng candidate na who wouldn't want to say anything bad against another candidate. But yun ang ano, syempre sa mga press conference, dun siya talaga natatanong. Example, last week, merong question sa kanya na parang, do you think ito kasi yung time na sinabi niya, nasa Ilocos region siya nung time na yun. Sinabi niya sa isang rally, na parang, I think he was annoyed or galit na siya doon sa mga reaction ng mga tao kasi sa kanya na bobo daw siya or stupid daw siya essentially. So bakit daw siya tumatakbo ganyan? So ngayon, ang sabi niya, di ba, ang pinaka-bobo ay yung mga boboto sa magnanakaw. Yung mga speeches niyang ganun, he doesn't mention kung sino ba yun. Sino ba yung magnanakaw, di ba? So actually, even before meron din siya sinasabi na candidate na merong allegations of corruption, pero he, he never names anyone. But syempre, sa mga media interviews, doon na siya tinanong, na parang, do you think Senator Marcos has a right to claim na he's corrupt-free, corruption-free? Doon sinabi niya na parang, oo, oh, sa tingin ko wala siyang right, di ba? So, ganun mga instances na talaga na, syempre, sometimes, yung kung hindi sila nagpapa-interview, kaya nilang i-control yung narrative nila na wala silang panapangalanan. But then, of course, when you speak to the media na, doon na talaga sila sumasagot na sometimes hindi rin nila napipili yung mga tanong at may mapapangalanan at mapapangalanan din sila dahil. Sa akin naman, sa mga candidates ko, I don't think meron silang parang iniingatan na image na parang no to negative campaigning. Actually, sila talaga, hindi naman sila polar opposites, Caliodi and Walden, but wala talaga silang pakialam kung paano sila mapaperceive ng mga tao because at the end of the day, they believe that kung paano ititreat ng mga tao or paano tatanggapin ng mga tao, ililabel ba nila na negative campaigning or katotohanan? Wala silang pakialam doon. Kaliodi, hindi siya maingat sa mga sinasabi niya. Talagang kapag meron siyang, gusto sabihin, sabihin niya talaga, kung meron siyang statement on a certain issue about a certain politician, about a fellow candidate, sabihin niya yun. But in contrast, si, Kau, si, si Walden, si Professor Walden Bellio, siya talaga yung, sa salitang kalya, parang taklesa, quote-unquote. Kasi parang sa lahat talaga may sinasabi siya, talagang, hindi talaga siya, alam mo nagpapatigil talaga, mapa-debate man or mapa-Twitter. So, wala silang pakialam in general sa negative campaigning. I think, sayang wala dito sa Mara to discuss about yung kay VP Lenny Robredo. Pero, alam niyo, mahirap din yung kalagayin ni VP Lenny. Kasi sa kanya, either negative campaigning or not, may masabi lang siya, gagamitin against her, di ba? Yung interviews niya with KBP, interview niya with Jessica Soho. Lahat yung ginagamit sa kanya ng mga supporters ng kalaban niya. So, it's really hard for these presidentials kasi kahit ano namang sabihin nila, bibigyan ng color ng ibang camps. Depende dun sa atake ng mga supporters. Naka-curious ako, guys. Kasi parang we touched on this in a previous episode, di ba, na negative campaigning. Or, or like, voters don't like hearing their candidate 
backbite or like talk ill of other candidates. Nafe feel nyo ba sa candidates niyo, especially because you cover presidential candidates. Do you feel like they walk on eggshells whenever they're forced in a way? Hindi niya forced, pero alam mo yung tipong nasa ambush interview ka na tatanawin hmm. ka na ng reporter tungkol sa isang kalaban mo sa pagka-presidente. Parang kung na-corner ka na into that, you feel that they walk on eggshells when they have to answer the question na? Ganyan na ganyan si Isko. Actually, kahit tanungin mo siya, like, point blank na Marcos ganito, uh, si Marcos ba magdanakaw, mag, may sasagutin niya, pero never niya gagamitin yung, yung name ni Marcos. In fact, parang sasabihin niya mga pulahan, or yung pamilya na yan, or whoever, whoever, parang may, minsan ako nagdedenay pa nga siya na he's not talking about any specific candidate. Like, nung sinabi niya parang kandidato na dapat hindi nag-absent, or candidate na tanso lang kahit nagpa-promise ng gold. So, di ba, parang obvious naman context clues na si Marcos yun, pero talagang hindi niya sasabihin. Even if he looks kind of stupid already or kind of parang, or come on, sir, like, alam naman natin si Marcos. I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pero yung interesting kay Isko, in recent days, mas nagiging aggressive yung strategic negative campaigning nila. So, and the strategy is, Isko will not say anything about Marcos, like, specifically, like, mention his name, but he will leave kind of the dirty work to Lito Banayo, his campaign manager and a veteran political strategist, and yung kanyang political party, Action Democratico. So a few days ago, nagpatawag sila ng press con just to talk about the fact that Marcos is yet to pay the tax debt, estate tax debt ng kanyang pamilya, which is now supposed to be worth 200 billion pesos. And parang yun, sinabay na nila sa attack about his not showing up in debates, yung kanyang parang lack of a track record in pagiging absentee governor niya. Lahat yun, parang pinag-usapan during that press con, na yun lang talaga yung topic. So, diba, parang very obvious na they're reaching or they're parang targeting the front runner. But at the same time, meron biglang out of the blue criticism din si uh, Lito Banayo and si Isko Moreno about the use of church venues for rallies of Lenny Robredo. So yun, very clear na parang sinasabi niya na it's kind of offensive and as a Catholic, diba, parang it shuts me out as someone who'd maybe not vote for Lenny Robredo but I want to go to Mass and I want to go to that church pero puro pink-pink lahat. So parang hindi ata tama yan, ganun. So clearly, he is targeting the people above him kasi alam natin third or fourth place is ko, diba? So the next target is Lenny and then Marcos. So very clear strategy. It's interesting, Pia, to know that two-pronged pala ang attack ng Isko Moreno team. All I've noticed so far kasi diba, I cover Bongbong Marcos, I have had to ask them about Action Democraticos and Lito Banayos attacks uh, dun sa estate tax. But that's interesting for me to hear na pati si Robredo ay kasama na sa two-pronged attack niya. Dagdag ko lang din na yung whether my the candidate walks on eggshell, I wouldn't know. Hindi namin siya na-ambush. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Shielded talaga si Marcos from ambush interviews. Kahit na malapitan namin siya, he would just smile or walk past us. Or sometimes makakasneak in ka ng tanong, makakasagot siya. Uh, but the last time he answered a reporter's question habang hinahabol siya, they have had to retract yung Ukraine. Di ba sinabi niya neutral dapat, tapos biglang nag-retract my stand na. It's really still Vic Rodriguez who has to answer and you can see how hard he tries na hindi makipag parang boxing. Parang hindi siya susuntok ng job for job sa mga mga paratang sa kanila. Sometimes meron siyang maanghang na mabibitawan via a statement. For example, yung sinabi niyang the Catholic clergy should stop meddling with politics. Dahil in direct response to some Catholic leaders na nagpaparinig kay Marcos or even derechang sinasabing 
to vote for Marcos would be a bad vote like si Bishop Ted Bahani ganun pero yung sa ambush interview ini-screen kasi nila yung mga tanong eh pinipigilan ka pang magtanong ganun so kung swerte ka makakasama ka maiimbitahan ka or malalaman mo na meron na palang ambush interview na nangyayari sa likod ng stage at makakapagtanong ka pero kung hindi ka makakasama doon uh, hindi ka makakatanong. So, ganun. It's really still a very largely controlled narrative uh, for the Marcos camp. Kung baga, yan, walang eggshells. Walang hindi... eggshells na tinatapakan. Wala. Wala. Yung feeling mo lang, Leah, mayroon bang feeling na selective si Marcos on what to respond to? So, like, oh, yung naman. <laughs> talagang parang, <laughs> alam mo, na threat yun. Kasi bakit sila mag-respond kung hindi yung threat, di ba? Hindi lang feeling na selective. Selective talaga. Didiktahan ka ng topic, Women's Month lang daw ang pwedeng itanong. Siyempre, di tayo papayag the Women's Month lang ang itanong, di ba? Kunyari, sa Bulacan, tinatanong ko siya ng estate tax. Nginitean niya lang ako. So, nung huli na, panghuli, uh, actually, it's uh, my morning started seeing Attorney Vic sa my um, Christian church. And I asked him if I could have an interview about estate tax. And sinam niya, Nasagot ko na yan. So, hindi siya nagpa-interview. So, sabi ko, okay, the next time I see him, I'll just ask him agad-agad na. Nandiyan na yung phone para hindi na ako matanggihan. Tapos, nalapitan ko si Marcos, pero nginitaan niya lang ako. So, at the, by the end of the rally, in-endeavor naman nating matanong siya ulit ng estate tax. At nakalusot naman, I was able to ask two or three questions, pero they are non-answers. Sinabi niya lang, tanungin mo na lang sa BIR, hindi pa namin masasagot yan, busy kami sa campaign, things like that. And I expected it. Di naman ako nag-expect na sasagutin nila, they've been evasive largely. Pero para sa akin, importante lang na matanong sila at makita kung paano sila umiwas sa tanong. Yung sasabihin ko pala, no, yung mga mapapansin mo rin kasi sa kandidato, eh, kung paano yung magiging reaction nila sa tanong. Like sa facial expression, like for example, siguro, si Senator Pacquiao, pag tinanong siya tungkol na parang, syempre yung mga reporter gusto nilang sundutin, no? Sino ba kasi sinasabi mo, sir, na corrupt? Tapos, mm. ngingiti muna yun, syempre. Pero sasabihin niya, ano, uh, national muna, I mean, sasabihin niya, wala daw siya pinatatamang kahit isang kandidato, basta national or local. So, may mga ganun din silang mapapansin mo talaga na parang na-feel nila na cornered sila in a way. Tapos medyo magte-temper yung sagot. So, unless syempre, kung tatanungin mo siya, deretsyahan kung sino dapat yung, o sino yung binabanggit niya, or kung particular na presidential candidate ba yung sinasabi niya. Ako sa akin, yung mga kandidato ko kasi. Kami kasi ganiliya yung extremes, di ba? I mean, facts lang naman yun. Facts are facts, America, di ba? Kami extremes ni Lian. Si Marcos, sa unahan, si Lodibad ng dulo, among the prominent and the surveys, di ba? Wala silang tiyatapakan na eggshell kasi parang lahat naman, bahin sila na everyone. So parang they are free to attack all directions regardless kung sino man yan. As we've discussed, as I've told before sa sa mga previous episodes natin, originally talaga, parang Marcos Duterte lang talaga yung target nila kasi yun yung representation ng ano nila eh, ng candidacy nila. But as campaign period rolls out day by day, diba? Ayun ah, na, lahat na. Lahat na inaatake nila si Walden, si Senator Kiko Pangilinan, si Senator Tito Soto, he even called Marcos Duwag, of course, hindi naman usyon, hindi naman bago din yung Marcos magnanakaw na na chika ni Walden. Tas even Walden even called Sara Duterte Duwag. So, sila ano talaga sila, free free talaga sila to attack everyone. Isa sa mga, doon lang sa issue with separation of state and the church, yung attack on Lenny Robredo. I can't recall a remark from them basically blasting or parang slamming the 
yung yung practice na yun. Kasi kasi siguro nagigigets din nila Walden being an intellectual, 'di ba? Bilang isang professor ng political science ay naiintindihan niya talaga yung totoong separation of state and the church. And hindi naman basically separation of state and the church ay bawal makialam yung simbahan sa politika. It's actually baliktad. Bawal makialam yung state sa simbahan. So yun lang, yun yung walang-walang eggshell. <laughs> kay Leody sa kay Walden. Pero let's not forget na kasi si Caliody and Walden are activists by nature and background. Yeah. Pero yung mga iba kasi, politiko. Alam nila yung sanina sila sa elections, di ba? So I guess the next question is, does negative campaigning work? Have you ever seen it work like in past elections? Yeah, hello, 2016. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. Then ako talaga, ay, parang yun yung memorable yun kasi parang yun yung bungad ng 2016 campaign when Rodrigo Duterte started like talaga naka-target si Mar Rojas na presidential candidate din noon parang doon pa lang doon nagsimula lahat diba doon sa Wharton him insisting na hindi totoo yung degree which of course we know that Mar Rojas does have a degree from there right pero parang doon nag-start yung like like you said earlier diba you target the one directly above you mm. at that point it was i think it was between grace grace po and then binay and then mar rojas and then duterte so duterte started attacking mar who was directly above him next thing you knew nilamangan na niya si mar so parang clearly parang that helped boost his image kasi una sa lahat na napapasok ka sa media cycle eh para people start talking about who is this Duterte why is he saying this why is he claiming this and to be honest Mar was very incensed at that time nung sunod-sunod si Duterte talaga na ko na alala ko may mga ano pa noon may mga challenge challenge pa noon na sunod-sunod ka na lang at one point one of the candidates accidentally revealed his full address on video for the media like it was so like like now that I'm able to take a step back, but that was kind of crazy. Like what happened there? So I mean, I think I I wouldn't say that he won because of that. Obviously, ang daming factors why Duterte won. Pero that certainly helped, parang give him momentum. Because he didn't he, he didn't have then the the mechanisms that or the system that say a, a bongbong Marcos Jr. or Asada Duterte has now. Like wala siyang LGU, wala siyang LCEs na allies niya on the ground. Like walang numerous organize pero like snowball pa lang time it definitely helped him like at least like parang give him a, a head start in a campaign where he was fourth sa start ng mm. you know start ng campaign period i think meron talagang art to negative campaigning parang hindi siya magwo-work sa lahat ng candidates si Duterte feel ko nag-work para sa kanya kasi napaka ingrained in his personality yung yung hugot na parang Wharton, Wharton, ako Watson lang. So parang, di ba, parang yeah. it's a surprising statement. It's funny. It speaks to his authenticity kasi nga, yeah. di ba, parang big deal sa kanya yung I'm just a 75-75 student. And sure, people, average people will relate to that yeah. na parang glorifying, you know, that kind of statement na I'm not smart but I have street smarts. Parang ganun yung sinasabi ni Duterte. And I think, ano rin eh, parang that negative campaigning kind of made him distinct na Apart from him being the Iron Fist Davo mayor, gumawa siyang identity na anti-administration. That's what really made yeah. him, I am the contrast to the dilawan, matino, decent, decente, whatever politics. So for me, may negative campaigning that not just like attacks your candidate, but actually defines you and gives you branding. And I think yun yung nagawa ni Duterte, like turning criticisms into part of his campaign. And diba, parang mayroon din talagang ano, eh, grudge or negative sentiment towards the Aquino administration during that time, yeah. di ba? Like, hindi naman talaga 
towards the end, di ba, marami mga criticisms about him. So, nakapag-capitalize si Duterte doon. And I think, I guess, do we see any of that, anyone capitalizing on on a similar sentiment now? I guess VP Lenny would be the most, the person who would be capitalizing on whatever dissatisfaction, di ba, yung naiwan yung Duterte administration. Pero yung question lang, will it help her win? Siguro, may, uh, may naalala ko, naalala ko lang, speaking of, di ba, kasi yung mga ads, yung isa sa pinaka talagang nagkaroon ng uproar sa social media was yung kay Lenlen na video, di ba? I think, I'm not sure if we talked about it last time, pero, di ba, sobrang nagalit yung mga tao dun sa pag... Ito yung Lenlen videos na kung saan nagsistar si Senator Amy Marcos, and then parang inaatake nila yung 18 hours of work. So, wala, naalala ko lang siya. Tapos yung before na, I'm not sure how it will affect survey ratings. This month, this month nalalabas yung February, di ba? So, di ko alam kung paano siya ma-affect. But also, naalala ko rin kasi yung noong 2016 eh. Siguro ito talaga yung nag-stick sa akin. Yung kay Duterte na ad ni Senator Trillanes. Natandaan niyo ba yun? Di ba? Meron siyang negative ad doon yeah. sa ABS-CBN. Oh. Isa sa mga reason dito bakit niya shinutdown yung oh. ABS-CBN. Di ba? <laughs> yung galit niya doon eh. So, siguro yung later na lang din. But I think kung depende rin sa magiging president, no? Kung ano yung pinaka magsistick sa kanya na negative ad against him, magkakaroon din kaya yun ng parang other consequences for for media or for mga taong nagbayan nun on social media maybe. May ad lang ako dun sa Sinaimo Pia na there is an art to negative campaigning. The problem with this estate tax being founded by Ernest Ramel and Lito Banayo is it's, it's so hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Diba? Parang the Marcos oh, cases are so... Sobrang, it's a web very complicated um, cases na pati nga ibang prosecutors hindi na masundan. Actually, ang labo nga nito because while well, pushed by the Isko Moreno camp, the Marcos camp had to clarify na parang sinabi nila, eh, may MR kasi ang prosecutors dyan. The problem is, ang hirap siyang i-fact check kasi alin doon yung in-MR nyo? And napakaraming civil cases sa Sandigan Bayan. Ang hirap-hirap niya. Kaya now the Marcos camp has the convenience to say, well, just ano, just ask the source, go to the BIR. As if naman ang daling kumuha ng ganung ano, ba? I have had an FOI request denied by the BIR. Yun nga, I think the the problem with that, it's it, it's a it's an important topic. I I mean, kaya ko rin siya pinapursue dun sa ambushes because it's 23 billion and potentially 200 billion in deficient estate taxes and tax is a gut issue. Lahat tayo ay namurang problema sa pagbabayad ng tax at yung imumulta sa atin kapag hindi tayo nakapag-file ng ITR and malaking pera yon. It's just that ang hirap niyang intindihin and if we get lost in the fine print and in the details of it all, madali siyang kalimutan and the Marcus Camp has the convenience of letting us be lost in that maze and not specify it. But, but I mean, it's an important issue. At di ba sumulat ata si Ernest Ramel sa BIR to, so, to see the copy of that agreement. And actually, if we see a copy of that agreement, it's a story. As a Justice Beat reporter, it will be a story. Bakit nag-agree ang dalawang executive agencies to prevent the enforcement of a Supreme Court order? Pero yun nga lang, there is really an art. And it, art is what we're talking about. Ang hirap, ang hirap ng estate tax. Yung sa ano lang, sa negative campaigning na, alam mo, it's really hard, it's really ano, a matter of 
kung sino yung candidate na nina-negative campaign. For example, Vice President Lenny Robredo was the biggest victim of disinformation and fake news base dun sa latest uh, study nung Check.ph. Whereas, in contrast, si Marcos Jr. naman, yung pinaka-nag-benefit. Alam mo, it really affected somewhat yung mga soft voters who were persuaded na not to vote Lenny. Alam mo, I'm living in Central Luzon. Central Luzon is not necessarily a spot for whoever or whatever. But I have relatives, friends who will not vote for Robredo simply because they they were victimized by this information and they were told in social media na Bobo si Lenny, yung mga supplies video about Vice President Lenny Robredo. So VP Lenny was really, we, we could say, based on check.ph na sa talaga yung victim nitong negative campaigning. Yung Lenlen videos din na sinasabi ni Aika. It was really interesting kasi although no una parang naka-issue pa doon diba? kasi yung isa sa mga lead star doon ay originally parang Lenny supporter but biglang lumabas siya doon sa series of videos na yun. Anyway, an- an- napansin ko lang na ginawang trend doon ng mga Lenny supporters especially yung mga nasa circle ko na, na ND people, parang tinitwist nila yung mga negative campaign towards Lenny into something, into a brigade or somewhat crusade. For example, yung Lenlen videos, bali ginawa nilang parang social media brigade yun na ako si Lenlen at ganito yung ginagawa ko. Parang it's possible. So, it's really, maganda rin kung maisip ng candidates how to twist these negative campaigns against them and use them into their advantage. I want to add lang, no, parang nabanggit na rin ni Jairo in a bit. Parang ano ba yung ultimate point of negative campaigning, whether it's to deliberate strategy or pahapyaw lang. Di ba, ultimately, what you want to do is, one, contrast yourself sa kalaban mo. And in a way, you damage the reputation kasi aangatin mo yung reputation. Pero parang narealize ko lang na in a lot of ways, it's a long game. Like, nabanggit mo rin, di ba, na the vice president has been the target of disinformation for so many years. But, but like, I think people have already forgotten this, but like one of the main targets of the of everyone in the lead up to 2016 was Jeju Marbinay. Diba? Mm, Parang, correct. Um, I wouldn't call it negative campaigning, pero uh, intention, years of a corruption investigation headed by, ironically, two people who cannot stand each other now, probably politically, right? Senator Stylianis and Cayano at that time. So, like, yung tandem nun dun sa Makati, alleged corruption in Makati City. So parang, ano eh, parang it takes time for it to uh, kumagat. Kasi parang, di ba, parang biglang in 2016, yung pangtira na kay Binay, who at one point was the clear front runner of the presidential race in 2016, was nanakaw, may mga corruption issues. And, and to contrast with the, the taxes issue naman ni Marcos, na hindi niya pa sinasagot, parang nasynthesize nila yung corruption issue ng Makati, even if later on, parang hindi man na fact-check or parang per question yung allegation, di ba? Parang at one point, it was boiled down to supposed overpriced birthday cakes, an overpriced building. So parang, alam mo yun, kumbaga meron kang, ano, meron kang symbol for the alleged, the corruption that you're alleging, which parang now that I'm thinking about it, the, the, the tax evasion case against Marcos, parang there's no, there's nothing concrete, di ba? Parang, what's tax evasion? Like, what did he evade? Ano yung, di ba? Parang wala siyang concrete na when people think about it. This is a symbol of whatever he or she allegedly stole from the country. Hello, tam- tamang be. Interesting that you say that. So parang naisip ko pa ngayon, Bad for the B-Nice that ang corruption nila ay sa Makati lang. Kasi nasimbolize siya sa cake, sa shoes, yeah. sa building, sa parking building. Whereas, 
yung kleptocracy ng Marcos regime, hindi mo masimbolize into anything. Dahil sa sobrang laki nga niya, pati yung mga prosecutor, nali- I mean, magtanong pa ng prosecutor sa isang case, cannot explain to you in 100% clarity the case of another civil case. Ganun siya ka web of everything. And, di ba, parang sad yun. Kasi parang for a dynasty of a city, na na-synthesize, parang sila pa yung pinaka naapektuhan. I mean, this natin sila pinagtatanggol. There were investigations about that. There were indictments. Pero tama yung sinasabi ni Senator Cayetano nung that now viral vice presidential debate. Magnahaw ka ng maliit, ikaw yung malilintikan. Magnahaw ka ng malaki, ikaw ang maielek. Ang sad. Pero alam mo yung sinabi ni Jairo, made me think of something na ngayon kasi may new dynamic sa negative campaigning. Kasi now, these candidates can leave a lot of the dirty work to their online supporters na pwedeng anonymous, pwedeng troll, pwedeng binayaran, pero hindi mo malalaman kasi yun nga, eh, parang online personality lang sila. So, uh, nakita natin to, personified or embodied by hashtags, di ba? Like, yun yung, yun yung trend sa Twitter or sa, ginagamit sa TikTok video. And talaga nakita mo na it's, it's kind of a way to mobilize like an army to do negative campaigning na baka parang sinignal mo lang sa kanila through this vague statement. Pero from that vague statement or video of you doing whatever, parang nalang snowball, gawin nalang bigger thing, and it can also be part of the strategy. Naalala ko si, and it can actually affect like candidates because for example, nung mm-hmm. trend yung hashtag withdraw isko, nung nag-declare si Lenny Robredo, talagang na-hurt si Isko doon. And that actually led to his yellow tarred Lenny Robredo comment. So, I mean, parang the power of hashtags. And we've, we've seen this use, like, di ba, yung, yung isa, ano yun, Marcos Magnanakao, Lenny Lugao, di ba? All of these have taken a life of their own. And nakita niyo mga ways that hashtags or social media negative campaigning is being used, like, without necessarily, like, the, the, not, the prodding of your candidate. Kasi, like, for Isko, napapansin ko isang recent negative campaigning sa kanya online is yung kanyang grammar na parang what mattered the most. Parang they make fun of it and they make tweets out of it as parang to show that Isko is not competent, etc. So may napansin ba kayong ganun? Like alternative negative campaigning na maybe not from your candidate's mouth pero ginagamit. Yung ano, yung sugat. Yung sugat ni Marcos kung kanan ba, <laughs> kanan ba o kaliwa. Yeah, that came from a... Uh... Kasi alam mo nung unang lumabas yung video, when I was watching it, parang eh kung ako rin naman eh, parang, ah, parang all of us have a human tendency na pag nahawakan ka or baka may nasagi sa service mo, ah, ano ka, pipiglas ka. Didn't really think much of it. Noon lang na naglabas sila ng photo. At parang ako nga no, bakit kanan, bakit kaliwa? So kailangan ng tanungin, parang ano po ba, kanan po ba o kaliwa? And sana madali naman siyang ipaliwanag, di ba? If it's a simple explanation, there, there could have been a very simple explanation for it. Like, for example, na parang, ah, ano, kasi yung, yung sugat sa isang kamay medyo palabas na. So, iniingatan na rin or something. Or human nature na alam niyang may sugat siya sa kabila. So, nung hinawakan siya sa kabila, akala niya yun. So, parang nagulat din siya. Ganon or something. Pero ang sagot lang ay... We don't have to explain. Ganon. So, yeah, yun yung isang nag-snowball na from, an, from a social media meme or hashtags. Hindi ko na nga alam ko ano yung hashtag nila nun eh, pero hinashtagan ko na ng Sugate kasi nakakatawa dahil nag-investigate na naman ng mga tweeters. Sa ano naman, kay Kelly Odi, sa kay Walden, 
so far wala parang wala pa silang masyadong parang viral moment except yung kay Walden yung no chill Walden nila nung si Eden Philippines debate pero hindi ni hindi sila mismo eh yung yung senatorial candidate nila si Kalok apparently yung yung pag-attack niya kay Gadon saka kay kay Roque it paid off diba nag-trend yung ano wag kang bastos na reply ni Lucas Spiritu kay Gadon during yung debate nila sa SMNA it helped him until now nakikita ko pa rin sa circulation sa SOCMED yung kanyang pangalan tapos alam mo yun it, it's something na nagamit nila so yun lang yun yung yung ambag sa sa mga hashtag hashtag nito pero ano bang interesting na wala lang kasi parang kailan lang parang it was just twitter pero like as you see now diba twitter can sometimes start like set the agenda sometimes kahit hindi yeah. sinasadla oh, kumukuyog oh. lang yung mga supporters ng isang kandidato like yun nga yung, yung sugat gate Parang naging, parang na-amplify siya kasi people would not stop talking about it online. And then even yun nga, yung withdraw is called, di ba? Like, parang in an election ago, it would be like silly for a candidate to react to a hashtag. Pero ngayon, parang mm-hmm. may konting silliness, I guess. <laughs> Sir, sino ba naman yung sila? Pero parang you, you see also, I guess, kasi parang it, it kumbaga it, it sets the agenda for supporters for online chatter and it might affect the news agenda in a way and then parang magsnowball yan eh di ba palaki nang palaki hanggang mag- magiging campaign issue na siya or parang ganoon saka tinutulungan din ng media kasi di ba minsan tayo si storyify natin pag nagtrend yung isang hashtag yeah like on the mm-hmm. day na ganyan din declared this trended so in a way like we amplify that and i'm not sure that's a good thing or a bad thing but you know it's happening and i guess because We we believe that what we see on Twitter or online has some some meaning, de ba? We attribute meaning to it. Like alam naman natin na hindi naman siya representative totally of the real world, pero it's it's a world in its own and it counts for something. Kasi nga yun, everyone's online. It is ako ano kasi? It is re- sorry. It is reflective yeah, kasi of some slice of reality. Kasi yeah. before Twitter, we couldn't have had any other gauge of the pulse of the mass if it it weren't for the surveys of polling firms. At syempre, hindi naman lahat ng issue ay itatanong sa isang polling survey. We used to have man on the street and that's just what, four or five people in one corner in Quezon City. Minsan laging sa UP pa nga. So, I think wala namang nag-iillusion sa atin na Twitter or the hashtags are representative of a majority or whatever. Sabi nga ni David Carr ng New York Times, yung ambag ng Twitter sa discussion, it is an instantaneous wired collective voice na nakakakuha kaagad, kaagad ng pulso. And this sa lahat ng pagkakataon ay it is the best framing of the discussion. But I think in some ways or may mga bagay na yun talaga yung gauge mo ng realidad in that moment in time. Tsaka to add lang before I can, parang... You have to remember also that compared to 2016, na one percent lang daw ng ng napol ng is false isha tato if I'm not mistaken. Parang dati one percent lang yung nakikinig ng internet or social media to help them decide on who to vote for in 2016. Now the number is at 19 percent. So that's pretty like it's not hindi pa siya majority, hindi pa siya overwhelming majority of voters. Pero that's still a substantial chunk, especially in a race where like you have more like technically of nine ilan ba total yung 
yung on the ballot. De, pero pero di ba parang in, in a multi-way race, that 19% matters. So parang gets mo rin naman kung bakit na candidates and their campaigns are very sensitive or they really listen to social media now. Siguro compared to one election na kuna parang Twitter lang yan, parang hashtag hashtag lang yan. But now it, it you know, parang you don't, want, you don't want it to go uncontrolled. Um, yeah. Yun nga. So, na-mention ni Bea yung tungkol sa internet, no? So, yung question ko lang siguro for everyone, because I'm curious, like, si Senator Pacquiao doesn't use social media as much. So, unlike, for example, sila Laxon or si Senator Tito Soto, na, yun nga, di ba kanina, parang minsan may mga tweets siya kasi na parang may pinapatamaan. Na I'm not sure if it's for Isko Moreno, it's against Isko Moreno or against Senator Pacquiao. So, Siguro curious lang ako kung paano ginagamit ng mga candidates niyo yung social media to badmouth another candidate. Parang wala directly from Bongbong Marcos or even yung family his sons or or even Attorney Vic Rodriguez. Ganun. Control talaga eh. Feel good kasi binibenta nila. Kaya nga very anomalous sa akin yung ako si Lenlen, <laughs> Senator Amy Marcos because that goes uh, directly against what they're claiming to be a non-negative campaign and actually that's what I would have wanted to ask nung kalakasan nung ako si Lenlen na parang anong masasabi mo na na nagganon yung kapatid mo but unfortunately hindi nga madaling magtanong sa kandidato kay Marcos or even kay um, Attorney Vic Rodriguez so controlled na controlled nila yung narrative nila so Sarah Duterte, for someone who's young, does not have social media. All her official accounts are controlled by a team. Like, I mean, like, hindi controlled by a team, pero wala siyang pakailan. Hindi siya Twitter person, hindi siya Facebook person. Ito ba Instagram? Kasi parang Instagram mas organic yung IG ni Sarah. I think Instagram is probably her because it's the least updated one, di ba? Kasi parang walang mga manifesto, walang mga campaign, kinambot, yun. But like, Facebook, she doesn't have a Facebook. Twitter, it's also barely populated. Pero Facebook talaga yung name na ginagamit nila for the campaign. But it's run by a team. Normally, it's just a live. A live of her Sarah All For You or mga minsan mga rally niya or whatever. Yeah, she doesn't. And, and and like Marco, she doesn't really talk. Because, parang again, you have to. Kaya mo panindigat din yung positive unity. And the best way to do that is not to talk, I suppose. Si Caliody before, medyo active siya sa Twitter. Active pa rin naman siya sa Twitter until now. Um, nag-share siya ng mga statements, ganyan. Pero nakita ko yung parang mas formal, mas campaign na ngayon. Kasi dati medyo may mga personal take pa siya. Kasi naging controversial yun. Natroma ba siya post, sa puting-puting spaghetti? Puting kasi inaway siya. Oo, kasi diba, talagang ano, <laughs> nag-mob against him talaga. So medyo parang formal, campaign, ganyan. Feel good yung mga tweets niya. Pero si, si, si Walden, ako just ko, ang lolo mo talaga, wala talaga siyang ano, inuurungan talaga. Anything na maisip niya, ititweet niya talaga yun. Twitter yung, even sa Facebook ha, ang an- dami niyang take sa Facebook. So, may audience kasi siya mo, both. Naalala mo yung nagulat ako na may statement si Sarah tungkol kay Walden. And I'm like, why? Like, what is she reacting to? And then when I, when I checked Walden's Twitter, ay, nag-tweet pala si Walden. So, nag-instant yeah. reaction pala sa instant reaction ni Walden. Parang ako, Favorite okay. niya siya, no? Favorite niya talaga so, si Sarah. Oo, oh, oh, may interaction talaga siya. Sila may chemistry na bad chemistry, I mean. Sila yung ano. Sila may interaction talaga sa mga 
ganung bagay. Nagsasagutan talaga sila. Alam mo si Walden talagang he always has the last say parang ganyan. Kasi pag oh, pag may, talagang hindi siya talaga pag may statement si Sarah nako, girl, may ano yeah. talaga 'yan? May tirada talaga siya. Hindi siya oh, papayag. Pero ano, Jairo, parang it's very easy to ano eh, some for some people it's easy to dismiss Walden as your maingay na lolo na kuda nang kuda. Kaya I think mas magandang reception kay Attorney Luke because he was ano he was triggered he was provoked and mm-hmm. uh, and, and the entire debate hindi naman siya sumisigaw lang no so parang mm-hmm. napag-uusapan ba yan sa kanila na parang prof baka pwedeng ano kambyo-kambyo muna para hindi para hindi siya napagbibintangang sigaw lang siya ng sigaw parang ganoon I think pinag-uusapan naman nila yun. Pero kasi yung campaign team kasi nila, talagang ano sila, consensus talaga sila. Maraming tao yung nagpapatakbo. Tapos sila mismo, as candidates, may may say sila dun sa mismong ano nila, candidate nila. Kumbaga parang hindi sila controlled ng kung sino man or ng ilang tao. As in, parang consensual yung ano nila. Kung gusto nung team niya, yun yung pag-uusapan nila. Saka yung kay attorney look kasi talaga, hindi talaga nila sinasadya yun na, alam mo yun, na maging instant ano siya celebrity star. Kasi isa, isa rin sa mga factor na kailangan natin consider Fresh face kasi siya. Saka it was the first time that many people heard about his name. Tapos medyo guwapo kasi siya, di ba? <laughs> alam mo yun, yung thirst trap, Twitter, and Facebook. Talagang <laughs> na-activate doon. So, yung mga factors na kailangan natin consider Parang ano siya eh, ang tawag sa kanyang ibang mga Twitter gays ay zaddy, di ba? <laughs> Daddy type daw na ano, na candidate. So, bakit tayo napunta sa kalipang? Iyan, nag-factor in yun sa, sa ano niya. Parang aura niya as a candidate. Yung stance niya at as, the airtime as he got, ha? Parang halawang hmm. beses na siyang na-interview sa ANC. I've seen him twice on a negative campaigning yun talaga. But buto agad din to Walden pala. Kasi naalala ko nung 2015, In the aftermath of the SAC 44, Mama Sapano encounter, parang lahat ng Aquino allies medyo timpe, medyo takot mag... Parang hindi kasi, to be fair din naman, it was a very murky time na parang hindi natin alam ano ba talaga nangyari. It took a while for the truth to, or, or more information to emerge. Pero parang amid all the like hesitation, like should I parang condemn the president at the time, Si Walden yung talagang, I'm leaving Akbayan. That, 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 that's one of the prompts. That, that's why he left Akbayan, right? Na, that's why yeah. he resigned from, from being the rep of Akbayan at the time. Kasi parang siya talaga yung, no, like, it doesn't, it doesn't match my, my, my beliefs. It doesn't match na my, like, what, what, this is not what I stand for. So he's like, I'm out. So parang consistent naman siya. So parang feeling ko isa rin yung factor na it has to be consistent. With who you are, like it shouldn't be a show. Yeah. Na mm-hmm. correct. Like me, I am consistent. Uh, I'm a fan. Correct. Correct. That's why we were talking about nga Jairo nung debate kay Kalio di sa CNN na uy, lumabas yung Lodi na nakikita natin sa yeah, Alsada. Kasi dun sa SMNI, he was very tame. And yeah. parang, sino to? Who, who, and ano ba? Uh, I mean... Was that a deliberate decision na oh, Kalio di be ano be subtle be you know be more likable I guess parang was that a deliberate mm-hmm. thing on their part? Eh kasi yung problem din kasi we have to acknowledge then that this is the first time that they're fielding a presidential candidate although they already tried yung Senate noong 2019 tapos nag-congressman naman si Walden. Ito yung first uh, presidential elections kasi na so nandun pa sila sa experimental stage. Kumbaga parang hindi pa sila masyadong solid with their kung paano nila ipapackage, kung paano nila ipoproject yung 
ano ni Kaliodi no pero yun nga i think mas effective talaga yung triggered Kaliodi alam mo yun yung Kaliodi in his nature kasi in in she in doon sa kilala ng mga tao and i hope yeah. they will they would use it especially after what happened to Lucas Espiritu na when when activists of course most of us know this when activists na-trigger lumalabas yung totoong sila at iyon yung mga gusto ng mga tao yung palaban yung nasa sarili nilang nature sila. So, sana ano, i-project nila yun in the coming days pa kasi medyo il- may kalahat nasa gitna pa naman tayo ng election season. So, yeah, magagamit nila yun. You know, so kailangan talaga may parang may balance na authentically palaban ka but at the same time, you don't want to appear shrill and like parang wala sa lugar. So, yun yung art na parang how do you stay within that really sweet spot na yun yung challenge to, to candidates now. Pero siguro, yung last question for me, I'm sure baka may mga questions pa kayo. Para, kay, para sa lahat, kasi ngayon, nakikita natin na si Marcos has been able to keep his lead like two months into the campaign period. So at this point, parang ano, anong negative campaigning or criticism would actually hurt him? Parang what, what sticks? From like maybe what you hear or from your circles or your personal thoughts nyo lang? From my observation from what has been happening the last few weeks, yung nakaka-affect sa tao, sa supporter niya, sa kanila, hindi yung, ano eh, hindi yung kritisismo per se, kundi yung chipping away at his image of power and winability and invincibility. Yung walang pumunta sa Sorsogon, konti yung pumunta sa Masbate, the empty seats in Bulacan, those affect them. Kasi at this point, parang yun yung pinaka-nakaka-apekto sa kanila kasi... For so long, yun yung bentahe nila sa mga supporters nila on the ground. He will win. And this is what Chavit Singson repeatedly tells us, no? Kapag kausap niya yung mga mayor, hindi naman daw siya sapilitang nagpapasama ng mga mayor sa kanya. Pero ang bentahe niya lang ay, sino ba yung mananalo? Di ba si Marcos? Kasi 60%. Oh. Parang the winability is the come on sa mga organizers, sa mga supporters, sa mga local politicians. So I think what's working against Marcos now, at least in the past few days or weeks, yung, oh my God, ang konti ng pumuntang tao dito or konti ng pumuntang dyan and ang daming pumunta sa rally sa Cavite, sa Iloilo, sa Bulacan, kay VP Robredo. So much so that ang PR ng Marcos campaign today, which hindi pa rin nila ako sinesendan, nananawagan ako sa BBM camp, baka naman gusto niya nila ako ilagay sa... Survivor. So there's no point in keeping it from me, no? Tsareng. Ano nila, ang kanilang PR ngayon ay, Robredo loses women's votes to BBM, 61% to 19%, citing Lilo. And nakalagay dito na something like splat, yung splat. And by the way, very, ano naman, mm. very dubious ang credibility ng splat. But they, they're using it again. And ang headline nila ngayon ay, Calia survey say it's game over. May 9 elections, a cutthroat race for second place. So yun, <laughs> yun talaga yung, ano, yun, yun talaga yung, yun yung projection. Ako na yung mananalo, ako yung malakas. And I think that's a direct response to the major so-so turnout in the past few days and yung big turnout for the closest opponent, which is si VP Robredo. And ako, I can only speculate kung bakit siya bumalik sa Kalinga at sa Abra. Kasi kung ako, bakit ako pupunta ng Abra at Kalinga? 
I mean, that solid north, whether yeah. campings might say wala nang solid north, meron pa rin solid north. Hindi man major, pero it's pretty much majority still. Um, Marcos, even the local politicians saying there na parang aim nila 20 to 30 percent for VP. Pero diba, at this point, bakit ka pupuntang Kalinga na, Brad? That's already yours. Pero... Siguro it's really, uh, again, another show of force. Kailangan nilang mapakita ulit na maraming tao. Question lang ako kay Lian. Lian, do you think yung mga nag-a-attend ba sa mga rallies ni Bongbong Marcos, parang meron bang impact yung mga nakawan <laughs> among that? <laughs> <laughs> meron bang impact yung nakawan? Anong natin? <laughs> sa mga alam mo, alam mo, it was sa lost opportunity for me yesterday na hindi sila nakausap. <laughs> honestly, kaya hindi rin ako nakapag-interview is because parang at that point, parang alis na tayo kasi baka mawala mo yung wallet ko. <laughs> oh my God. Pero sige, Aika, tatanungin ko yan. I mean, honestly speaking, ha, kasi nung na, it, it was such a jarring moment for me kasi nung nasa likod ako ng stage, I was trimming the ambush interview with Attorney Vic and tweeting portions of it. Hindi ako maka-focus sa tinitweet ko kasi ang lakas nung boses ng mga tao sa stage, pleading, and they really catch your attention kasi may isa parang, parang balik nyo, babayaran ko yung phone ko. Tapos parang meron pa iPhone 7 yan. So parang ko, oh my God, baka wala siya ng iPhone 7. Ang mahal nun. Tapos yung isa na nga, yung parang pinaka nag-prompt sa akin na girl, pumunta ka na ng kotse. Is yung, parang kunin nyo na yung pera sa wallet ko. Ibalik nyo lang yung card ko kasi hindi ako makakabalik ID. ng Singapore. Oo, ganun. So parang at that point, parang, oo, kawawa yun. So parang ako, gusto ko bang mag... I was still trying to take a video eh. Pero parang at that point, sabi ko, ay punta na ako ng kotse. Wala na ako ng kotse, baka mawala ba ng cellphone. Pero sige, ay katanungin ko sa next uh, rally if they are affected by yung... Kasi it's not the first time. This is just really yung highlighted kasi sobrang dami at talagang nag, parang nagpun- oh, hindi na nakontrol ng mga organizers. Or si, ah. Nagsalita oh, na sila. Nagsalita na sila sa stage. On stage, yeah. Speaking of ano, nakauwan, ito rin yung ginagamit ng mga supporters ni Vicky Lenny na pang-counter mm. dun sa campaign ni Marcos. Yung sabi nila na parang sa amin mas madaming pumunta pero walang nawawala. Tapos biglang may nag-surface na video. I think it's Anggo, in Anggono, in Anggono Rizal. Sinabi nila parang, oh, may naiwan nga rito, binalik pa namin sa stage, di ba? Tapos parang nakaraan, I, I saw, I think it was yesterday, may naiwang shades, <laughs> naiwang something. Yung parang mga petty na bagay. Parang kung sino man po nawawalan, ibabalik po namin, pakikuha na lang po. So parang it, nagagamit ito against Marcos. And oh. I think it also affects yung, yung candidacy oh, at yung campaign. Oh. Oo. Tapos isa Kasi pa, mag-nanakaw. Sh- <laughs> Oo. Tapos maglinakaw din yung tag gay Marcos. Tapos isa pang speaking of show of force na nasabi ni Lian, I think yung mga jump pack, yung tinatawag nilang kakampings, parang Olympic, Olympics, parang kakamping Olympics nagko-contest na nagko-contest sila yung mga oo yung mga malalaking provinces and cities na thousands of people yung pupunta mm. i think it really affects yung candidacy talaga yung campaign ni Marcos Jr especially sa Cebu and then Iloilo mm. and then you have Bulacan the third most vote rich lalawigan or province in the country tapos isa pang nakaka-hurt sa kanila i think na di ko alam kung nababahala na sila because no one really knows what goes in their mind diba pero yung mga mm. ano yung mga pag-endorse ng mga politicians, especially ng mga local politicians, 
alam mo hindi naman nakakagulat na yung governor ng Bulacan in-endorse si Lenny pero it's it really something na talagang na nakon- kasi pwede namang i-endorse ni Daniel Fernando yung kapwa niya artista na si Isko Moreno. Ah, pwede rin naman pala, no? Yeah. Uh-huh. Pwede rin naman si Pacquiao pero in-endorse niya si Lenny. So parang magiging tingnan natin kung magiging bottleneck yung aking probinsya pero yun lang yung nakikita ko. Endorsement and itong mga Malaki Correct, ang, kasi ally si Governor Fernando and Vice Governor Alvarado. Alvarado they were long for the longest time. time. Yes. For the longest time and now they're yeah. going head on against each other for yeah. governor. They, they ran under Duterte, I think, in 2016. PDP laban, yes. Yeah, natalo nila yung Liberal Party bet dito noong 2016. 2019 na mayagpag sila dito for the past nine years. Tapos ngayon yung mga local politicians na supporters nila lost kasi right. si Duterte wala pa ng endorsement. So it really something na in-endorse ni Daniel Fernando si Robredo kasi yung mga allies niya na local mayors might, you know, be swayed to Robredo but who knows. Correct. Tsaka in terms of convincing LC, local chief executives, ha, that's creating the a momentum, whether it's a real momentum or an illusion of a momentum. Malaking bagay yun kasi kung naalala nyo, sorry, babalik ako sa 2016, diba? parang nag-turn yung tide nung talagang nakikita mo na, na ang daming tao sa Duterte rallies. Parang ang daming LCEs na either publicly or quietly, nag-switch na sila ng sides. Like, parang yun nga yung hindi pa, wala pang, hindi pa election day, marami na nagpalit ng t-shirt from yellow to red. So, malaking bagay din yun ha. As in, parang, kasi, kasi parang local politicians, even though they personally want this candidate for president or whatever, they listen to their constituents. Kasi at the end of the day, they want to win. Anong gagawin, anong gagawin nila kung mag-endorse sila ng gusto nilang presidente? Pero yung constituents nila, iba yung gusto. Di ba parang makikisakay ka sa tide? But, 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 which leads me to my question, no, na parang, kasi pinag-usapan natin in the past, negative campaigning or parang ayaw natin ng kandidato na nangaaway ng kapakandidato. But I would think the con- normal convention would make you think that you need to contrast yourself or in order to, you know, to show that you are the best choice, you have to contrast yourself with the other choices. How do you do that without seeming like inaaway mo lahat ng colleagues mo in the presidential race? Hmm. Ano, I think there's something to the ISCO strategy na sa campaign speeches mismo, Medyo general, medyo vague yung kanyang criticisms. Pero kasi yung focus ng kanyang jabs at these candidates is not the the candidate itself, but the fact na uh, hindi ako yon. So parang pag sinasabi niya, yeah. eh, yung palaging absent dyan, tapos sinasabi niya na, pero pag pandemic ako, I slept for three months in City Hall. Yung mga ganun, parang I think that's a strategy na parang we criticize based on the issues of not who the candidate is, but what they stand for or do not stand for and how I can fill that gap. Kaya sobrang medyo sirampla ka si, si Isko and always mentioning Manila, what he's done in Manila, and uh, ito, gagawin ko sa Manila, yung gagawin ko sa Pilipinas. Kasi yun nga eh, parang that's all he, that's a solid thing that he can actually push. And even if hindi siya mismo yung gagawa ng viral hashtag na, na parang mm-hmm. strong jab at Marcos, he leaves it to the, the online supporters, the supporters on the ground. Kasi anyway, yung, yung sinabi niya, magagamit naman nila yun eh, in their own script or narrative na maybe stronger than he would say if, if, siya, if siya mismo yung magsasabi. Parang they can be strong for him and he can just give them like parang the, the, the raw materials that they can use to make that narrative work. Pero we'll see. Tinan natin effective yun. Kasi actually so far naman, may, may mga na parang nabibilib dun sa sinasabi niya. Like, sa mga campaign speeches, when he talks about, yun, parang elite politics, yung pulahan, nabigyan na natin ng chance, yung 
Yung Clown, nabigyan na natin ng chance. Ako naman, nag-cheer yung mga tao. Parang yun yung mga highlights ng kanyang speeches or yung mga high moments. So, yeah, maybe maybe there's something to that. We'll just see if it's effective. Ako, ano, paan, paano mo maiaangat yung sarili mo without necessarily <laughs> resorting to negative campaigning? Join the debate. <laughs> Put yourself there side by side with your candidate and show the people that lined up, ikaw yung pinakamagaling. If you do not join debate, mm, <laughs> how do you compare? You you will live in that illusion. You will live in that controlled narrative. Okay. And maybe that is why. It's a joke. Lang. Ah. Siguro ako. Kay Pacquiao, hindi ko kasi siya talaga nakikitang nag-negative campaigning. No? Pero sa tingin ko lang, posible na, at least for other candidates, possibly, hayaan na lang nila na, hinahayaan na lang nila yung mga galamay nila or like yung mga supporters nila na sila na lang yung umatake. Diba? At least, or at least, siguro, I'm not naming anybody, no? Pero at least kung ganun yung magiging strategy siguro ng mga ibang tao, hindi siya madaling matrace back to that candidate. So at least mm. parang it would look like na hindi siya yung may pakana nung, nung ganong klaseng mga atake. So yun lang yung naisip ko, do, na possibly yung mga galamay na lang nila or yung mga supporters sila at least online, yun talagang nag-a-attack na lang instead of them. Mm. Yeah, si Lyodi and Walden, wala rin talaga silang parang uh, upfront na, you know, negative campaigning kasi they barely, alam mo yun, get the chance to campaign for themselves kasi, kasi di ba, alam naman, limited yung resources nila, limited yung yung mileage nila. So, I think nire-reserve nila yon to themselves, no? Except for Twitter kasi libre lang space na yun. But I see some people who are affiliated with Lyodi and Walden doing criticisms but not necessarily negative campaigning. Kasi, ano naman, medyo fair, facts-based naman. Saka, I think, ano naman, talaga may pinanggagalingin naman yung criticisms and not necessarily siraan lang for the sake na iboto si Lyodi or i-campaign si Lyodi and Walden. Alright, so, yun yung last question for our episode today. I'm sure na we have not seen the last of negative campaigning and criticisms. Marami pa yan, marami pang pwede mangyari. So, be sure na nandito kami, nag-monitor, and pag-uusapan natin yan, mga, mga barrage na yan, and bangayan yan, sa so, mga next episodes sa Camping Call. Hi, it's P. Renata again. For this episode's End I Quote segment, listen to Aksyon Democratico Senatorial Candidate Carl Balita defend his standard bearer, Isko Moreno, from criticisms of his English grammar. This was during a press conference last Friday, March 11, in Cabanatuan City. Bilang isang guro, may tinatawag tayo kasing mother tongue. Ang mother tongue ni Yorme, talagang Tagalog. Kaya pag tinanong mo siya, talagang ang lalim ng Tagalog, ang ganda ng konteksto, yung English becomes a second language to him. Uh, and I don't think that's an issue. Pero ako ha, bilang, uh, bilang edukador, ang ganda ng context lagi ni Yorme. Maaring grammatically, sasabla yung S dun sa dulo, pero sa totoo lang yung mesahe niya. <laughs> Napansin ko yun. Hindi, kasi do, yung sab, minsan doon siya, doon siya, pero halim yung yung plural at singular minsan doon siya sumasablay pero alam nyo, ang mahalaga doon ano yung laman alam mo ano yung content at ano yung context alam nyo, kung ang Pilipino uh, mapapalakas natin kaya po ginawang K to 12 yung kinder to grade 3 ginawang mother tongue kasi ang dapat nating matutunan muna ay ang mag-isip according to our own mother tongue Ang itinuro muna sa, sa school is kung paano mag-isip tsaka ituturo kung paano mag-English. 
At saka sana ma-appreciate natin na siguro si Yormi ang isa sa pinakamagaling managalog magsalita ng Filipino sa lahat ng kandidato. At yun ang kanyang mother tongue. Thanks for listening to Camping Convos. Till next time.